<laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're live. And Alexa, before we start with anything at all, I only have one question. First of all, if you had to choose, <laughs> which one is worse, man? Oh, we have. Oh God. We we had we had Fifth Shades of Grey last week, and now we have we have Twilight. If if you had to choose, you've seen both by now, I assume. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I I, I keep I keep I kept thinking about this guy who. Do you remember this one tweet of the guy who was accusing us of not working? Actually, you know, he's yes. like saying, "Yeah, you, you guys do like this two point five hour streams, and it's not really it's not really work. You, you should like you should like do more work." And, Dude, I spent the last, <laughs> I spent the last days watching this fucking movie series. Man, don't accuse me, I'm not working. <laughs> I think that's actually uh, very brave of you to do that because I actually only watched the first one. I mean, I have seen the other ones in the past um, for, let's say, reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't do the whole marathon you did it this time. Um, I, I was, I, I kept thinking about like excuses, you know, to come up with, like, yeah. because, because, because I was. I also was watching this one. And I was actually thinking, when and in which context did I watch those movies? I I, I cannot really remember. It was like That's I, I think it, I think I think it was on German TV or something like that. To be honest, it was it was on German TV and Curiosity got me there. And but but I liked what you what you uh, texted to me uh, over over WhatsApp when you when you said <laughs> when I was I was sending you like this picture of me I think I was watching the the, the third or the fourth movie <laughs> and you said <laughs> you said you fucking say this you know <laughs> oh man yes yeah I, I mean it yeah. was very fitting yeah it's uh, I, I also I think it felt like it definitely yes it was painful wasn't it um Let's let's put it this way. I don't want to do this again for a very long time. You know, just just leave me alone, Twilight, and at Fifty Shades and all, and all of this stuff. Yeah. I would I would say as for me because before I'm going to ask you again, I would say as for me initially, Twilight is the worst because there are like more movies. You know, we got in Twilight we have like five movies, and the Fifty Shades only has like three movies. You know. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Also, that keeps reminding me of the fact that actually each of these, let's call it series, mm -hmm. has at least three movies, which is like, <laughs> like a pretty bad sign on its own. Uh, but still, um, I would agree. I mm -hmm. think Twilight is worse, in my opinion, uh, for many reasons. But uh, the biggest reason might really just be because it has more movies, so you have to sit through more, <laughs> more shit. Really. I mean, they had this um, audacity to like split the last the last oh, part yes. actually in like part one and part two i got no yeah because there's so much story to tell you know yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so when was did you did you by any chance watch this movie in the cinema or anything absolutely not mm. <laughs> mm. i'm glad about that yeah so, uh, i don't know man you you would definitely have the bad the better you know um <laughs> experience i would say <laughs> They, 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 I don't they, know if that's true. They, but there will definitely be a movie I wouldn't forget ever. I mean, I watched it like at home on my TV or laptop or whatever. I remember, and it, I never forgot about this movie. But yeah, <laughs> kind of regret it, man. It would be it would be interesting to see the reactions there. Um, 
Dude, are you are you, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob, man? Oh damn! Have you have you um, have you ever like encountered any of this stuff uh, back in the days? Because I remember it was like this huge thing at school. Um, it was when I was like precisely I was like fourteen or fifteen years old. I was at school, and it was this huge thing, man. If I had been a girl, I would have been totally into it. Uh, instead of I'm, I'm a creepy old dude and I'm into it now, uh, looks like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did did you encounter this like this like trend? I don't know. You 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 are a little bit older than I am. That you know, girls were freaking out about this stuff. Yeah, actually, you think I missed this by maybe just a year or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was lucky in that regard. But uh, that was really not this. I mean, I'm aware of this whole thing with Team mm -hmm. Edward or Team Jacob, but it wasn't really a thing back in in my age. Mm -hmm. So, I'm yeah. glad about that because, <laughs> because that that is kind of weird, really. Like joining some sort of team about these characters. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm 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 Team Edward, man. So, All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, f fuck everyone else. Um, that was so interesting because it was this, like, like really at school, every girl and and it was it was good because it was like precisely my age, and I think it was the. Uh, the target audience as well. I would say, yes. yeah, 14, 15-year-old girls. That's, uh, oh, that yes. was precisely the age of the girls in my class back in the day. So I was <laughs> kind of experiencing it firsthand. Um, pretty, it, it was the trend, definitely. Uh, do you have, like, any... What would be, like, your initial take to say, like, why, why was it that way? And I, anyway, you know? Oh do you, yes, do, 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 do you have like any explanation? We, we're gonna we're gonna go through the movie later, and we're gonna we're gonna go through the plot at least from the from the first movie. But do you have any explanation for why this became such a huge thing? Because when you when you read the description, it's like yeah, uh, we're talking about like a movie where a seventeen-year-old girl falls in love with a one hundred eight-year-old vampire. <laughs> what is this? Like, why does this work out so so well? You know. It's not like... just a 180-year-old vampire, it's also a 180-year-old virgin. But yes. Was he also a virgin? Apparently, I think because I, I, don't I remember read myself. about this once, mm. uh, that he actually never went with it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, for, I guess the reason would be that he might kill her or something. I remember when the, was it the third or fourth movie? I have no idea, whenever they actually have sex. Um, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> there was this, this, uh, yeah, this whole idea about it that he's actually still a virgin. You know, I want, you know, I want to pretend that I haven't seen the movies, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you watched him, so you should have it. I yeah. guess some scenes yeah. burned themselves into your mind. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can, I can pretend I did it for Red Smoke. You know, it's like research. You know, like like work or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's work. It's been actually quite <laughs> quite tough and taxing work, I would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I, um, oh, yeah, the, the question. Um, mm -hmm. Why this was such a yeah, success and also why it works for these sort of young girls. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty much the young girl fantasy, right, isn't it? Uh, the high school girl, which is kind of weird, right? I mean, Bella is... She have, has issues, I would, yeah, I would say. I would say her whole character is like... Uh, yeah, I would say like shy and like cringy a little bit and... Awkward. Yes. Awkward is the perfect word to Awkward describe. Is good. Yeah. And it's not just because the actress is really, really bad. We're just mm, going to say that. <laughs> not, not only her, but yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, her performance was like atrocious. I don't know. Yeah, but but uh, you know, I, I I don't know, man. If she if she was about to play like this this awkward teenager, I think she kind of nailed it as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's yeah. hard it's hard to tell, right? <laughs> but maybe we should have read the book. So this is your next task. All oh, um, right. Yeah. Give me give me one week, man. I got it. <laughs> you know, if this actually is on par with how is Bella how Bella is portrayed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, apart from that, I think it's just a teenage girl fantasy, you know, um, being this kind of girl coming into a new town or whatever. And then there's this beautiful, awesome, great guy. Nobody or no other girl really is. I think it's actually in the first movie when this other girl says no girl is good enough for him. Something right, like that. this is this iconic scene in the, uh, yes. in the lunch uh, room there. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Obviously, you are the girl that suddenly uh, turns him around and all of this. So mm -hmm. this is just really the teenage girl dream. Yeah, yeah I actually also think um, mm -hmm. one more thing because my my wife actually she read the books and she watched mm -hmm. uh, I think all movies. I don't know, mm -hmm. liked them in the past. I think not so much anymore. At least when I remember the reactions this time, mm -hmm. because she fell asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think so if if the girls or the women mature this sort of dies for them pretty much in my opinion yeah that's a little bit the question because when when we talk about target audiences I just said it I would I would say precisely 13 14 15 year old girls that's the exact yes. target audience for for this movies and they kind of grow with it you know as uh, as the movies progress but it's interesting that this is that I would say mature women don't really identify with that, but they do with Anastasia from Fifty Shades, you know, which is, oh, if yeah. you think about it, of course, yeah, it, uh, we have to mention again that Fifty Shades is actually based on fan fiction off of Twilight, you know, so it's like, it's, it's like this circle all comes together. But yeah, oh, okay. uh, it's interesting that, yeah, teenage girls can identify with that, but um, mature women rather identify with the whole Fifty Shades thing. But yeah, in the end, but in the end, I would say it's not really that different. Yes, I agree. Uh, also, the funny thing is, um, because I have seen a meme once. I don't know if it's really a meme. It was actually a, a photo from a cinema of mature women holding up a sign that said "Twilight Moms." Oh, yes. So um, apparently, there are some. I would call them physically mature women. Uh, that's, that's still I see, like this I see, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, see where I'm going with this. Yeah, um, they, they still like Twilight, but yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, uh, we we at Red Smoke absolutely don't endorse uh, mature women to watch this. Yeah, if you're a 14 year old girl and you're listening to Red Smoke, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, but how the hell would that happen? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I have this. I have like this one huge problem with this movie. Yeah, like, like I only have one huge problem. Yes, yeah, so but, but I would say my my biggest problem with this movie is like, I want my vampires to be like evil and blood sucking. Like, wow, you know, like not those not those guys. Like, I really respect you as a woman. You know, I think vampires should look creepy, man. Look, not like some guy who works at Starbucks. You know. So you don't like the sparkling? <laughs> I mean, sparkling is good, man. It's like glittering like a Hello Kitty sticker, huh? like like a disco ball in in the sunlight. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a really weird scene. Uh, that that's that's what I was saying when I was saying um, I, I would really love to see this movie with an audience, like like back in the days, because it was so interesting when Twilight the movie came out. It wasn't much of a trend. It it wasn't this phenomenon back in the days. 
it kind of it kind of started with the first movie. So the first movie also is like kind of comes off as this indie kind of movie, like an indie production, a very low budget, and it and it shows yeah. and it really shows now. But I would love to see the initial reactions of of teenagers, you know, sitting in the cinema watching this movie because there are like scenes where I'm like, yeah, okay, it's 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 pretty well done. But on the other hand, I'm like. I would probably piss myself in the cinema. It's like, I think it was intended to be romantic or, you know, cool in some way. But I don't like watching certain scenes. I'm like, yeah, uh, pretty cringy actually. So yeah, some, been, some, yeah, some scenes are so over the top, trying to be romantic or like, yeah, lovely or whatever. I don't mm. even know what the word mm. would be here. Um, that's almost laughable. Uh, yeah. Not just almost; it is actually. Um, for like mature people, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess again, this is uh, the teenage girl's dream. I think it's just it's just too much. What, what would cases. you what would you say? You always you always mention like teenage girl's dream. What would you say defines this whole thing? Is there like a blueprint for it? You know, because maybe you know maybe actually there has to be like something you you can take away from those movies, right? So what would you say in your opinion is like the the, the whole blueprint for this whole teenage girl dream? stuff you know yeah i think uh, what really is one of the the red lines that sort of pulls through all movies really mm. is this what's it called um i'm missing the word here like unconditional love really yeah uh, from yeah. from the guy towards the girl this is really what they seek in my opinion especially as a teenage girl mm-hmm. like no no matter what happens he just loves her regardless of virtually anything and he does everything to protect her and all of this mm-hmm. and yeah this unconditional love which i always said there is only one unconditional love and this is from a mother to her child and only yeah. in that direction <laughs> um <laughs> yes uh i know it's harsh but i think this is the reality yeah but obviously uh yeah a little teenage girl wants to see this differently also on top of that you also have two pretty hot guys falling in love with her so that's even better you know yeah, that, that was what I was uh, trying to ask you because that's the that's the thing that was missing in Fifty Shades, because you have just like this this um, yeah I'd say one way relationship, but it was this huge thing back in the days those love triangle things you know yeah why, why yeah, do you right. think why do you, why do you think there was such a trend I mean obviously uh, girls just love this they, they love this shit uh, why is that that's a good question um, it's probably just having the choice right. And also mm-hmm. what, what they tend to do a lot, especially in a younger age, is this uh, keeping one guy warm, you know, this, this kind of thing. And mm-hmm. because, they are, because they cannot make a decision, a final decision on which one to choose. Mm-hmm. And so they, they keep one or even two guys uh, at bay, so to speak, but never really commit to him because they are afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is why this was so, so such a thing. I don't know why it was in that time frame. Pff, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, when I say something is, uh, you know, something is successful, I always think like, okay, this is like some sort of universal truth that breaks through, you know, like some. So there, there's like a reason why Fifty Shades is so popular. There's also a reason why, why Twilight is so popular. Of course, a little bit has to do with pop culture and all that, but um, yeah, there has to be some sort of like primal reason why why this whole thing is all like vampire stuff. Girls were freaking out about this shit back in the days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think for, for Fifty Shades we talked about, this was pretty obvious in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's because the, the dominant, successful uh, billionaire who mm-hmm. has a lot of time apparently. But 
this is like another sort of universal dream I think most women have. Mm-hmm. But with Twilight, it's it's difficult um, because I don't even know if the vampire thing is really that important. Maybe it was just at the time. I'm not quite sure. I think yeah. there were a bunch of uh, vampire movies back at that time, weren't there? I wouldn't say it's a vampire movie that disguises as a romance but say it was just like a romance movie disguised as a vampire movie it's really hard to tell but um yeah of course the the whole vampire thing is relevant for the plot but yeah. i think underlying it's just a uh, i'm talking about the five movies in general it's like this whole uh, love triangle thing which yes. would probably work without the whole thing without the whole vampire aspect maybe yeah, I guess so, but it's also the same thing that worked for Game of Thrones, right? Because um, right. the key thing for Game of Thrones is really the people and the interactions between them and mm-hmm. the power plays, etc. So it didn't actually had to be played in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. It could have been somewhere else. Um, but this was just the setting he chose. Like, it's like, it's guess... like House of Cards, but with dragons, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. That's exactly it. And so I think the the story, if you want to call it that, <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> could have uh, could have also worked in another setting, maybe. But the vampire thing, one thing I just just came to my mind actually sure. when I was watching the first movie, mm-hmm. because when she first discovers what he really is, right, uh, the alpha predator, uh, the most dangerous one, um, mm, there the, is the glittering on there. <laughs> yes, but because he's like a vampire, she discovers this <laughs> in, a, in some kind of books on Google. I don't know, mm-hmm. and there is a sort of even though she says she's not afraid of him, which is obviously bullshit. Mm. But um, this is this sort of intimidation of his power because he is still a powerful man because he can virtually like kill most most people at hand mm-hmm. if he wants to. So this is, again, some sort of powerful man thingy that there also, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really interesting because... I think there were like many girls who were like freaking out about him, and many girls were like, yeah, no, I find him ugly and stuff like that. Uh, and it will always be this argument because it, it keeps popping up on the YouTube comments and all that, which I just mentioned. You know, um, what we as men see is just like the alpha guy, and yes. like like his power and and the things he could do. And it's so interesting because so many people on the YouTube comments say, yeah, you could get away with that if you would look like you know. Brad Pitt or Robert Pattinson or whatever. It's, I don't find Robert Pattinson, Pattinson particularly attractive as a man, uh, as opposed to other male actors. But uh, anyways, it's always like this this argument that, yeah, you can get away with it as long as you're beautiful, but the way we see it is actually that, that looks don't really matter, don't they? Yes, I agree with uh, what you said. There. The looks help, if anything, but it's not really the core that makes it work. This is the powerful thing or like being powerful yes it yeah you go yeah yeah it does help obviously um if Mm. you look good because beauty is power so this sort of ties together and Mm -hmm. like in works in tandem but the the basis is really being the alpha powerful dominant male Mm. this is Mm. really what draws and you don't if you look at successful men like all of them out there not everyone is like brad pitt you know or Mm. robert pattinson there are very successful men who look I would also, I would even say very ugly, but they yeah. still have like supermodels. So this whole idea that it's the beauty doesn't really play. Yeah. It's so interesting because the initial reaction of uh, Bella, when, when she sees him sparkling for the first time, she says, you're beautiful. You actually never say you're beautiful to a man, right? 
Yes. It's a, you say you say handsome. Obviously, we are from Germany, so uh, th- this was a thing I learned in school. One of the first things I learned about the English language: uh, you never say beautiful to a man; you you only say handsome. And it's yes. so interesting that she chooses this this word. You know, it's just like in context of what we said. Yeah, it's also funny uh, because he actually hates himself or the sparkling look yeah and yeah. I, I very much related to him in this in that scene <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you're beautiful it's like no i want to look yes. badass you know <laughs> yes exactly i don't want to sparkle this is stupid yeah <laughs> He's, he's he's like try hard trying to convince her. No, I'm like this. I'm like this world's most dangerous person. And Bella's like, no, you're sparkling. You are cute. You know, you're beautiful. <laughs> that was actually so annoying for me to watch uh, this whole scene. People say this was a very powerful scene. Um, I thought it was stupid because he <laughs> is virtually trying to convince her, her that he's powerful and a killing machine, and she's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, but is yeah, but is he though? Is he though? That's the question. You know. It's like this. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into this later, even more in depth. But it's this whole push pull teenage romance thing, which always comes. You know, the, the amount of times he says to her, "We should we should stay away from each other. We we should only mm-hmm. be friends. You know, well, we shouldn't even be friends. You know, and all this." And five minutes later, it's like, "No, uh, I want to spend time with you." And it, it always keeps on uh, <laughs> keeps on changing his minds, and it drives it drives Bella crazy. And yeah, sure, it's psychology basically, but um, th- that's a little bit like yeah, he's trying to convince her he's dangerous, but at the same time he's like trying to, uh, you know, how do you say, like to, trying to impose on her, you know, trying to say how how alpha he is. It's this, it's a very weird scene in the forest when he's like yes. sparkling and he's like trying to present his uh, his power to her at the same time. He's like. He's at this tree and is trying to rip out the tree out of the out of the earth. You know, oh, yeah. it's 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 very it's a very weird and cringy scene and uh, yeah, like Didn't he say something like uh, as if you could get away from me. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Pull out that tree, something like that. So did you did you watch it in Did you watch it in German or in English? Actually, watched it in German. Yeah, same here, man. I'm I, I don't know what he says in English, so uh, but I think it might be the same in context. But yeah, yeah, probably. But actually, I remember when I watched this, uh, it was this week. Yes, it was. Mm. Um, and this scene, I actually had to laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, <laughs> you see, I'm so powerful, I'm pulling this tree out of here. Like, <laughs> um, that's, that's kind of cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, it's a very dishonest way. You know? And on the other hand, it says, yeah, you should stay away from me. But on the other hand, look how powerful I am. You know, you couldn't resist me. This guy, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to convince himself that he's powerful. Uh like it, it seems a little bit like it, not just her, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to, I don't know, keep her with him. But it's also it also seems like he's trying to you know, to say, yeah, you know, I'm not just sparkling. I'm really powerful, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm really an alpha guy, uh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was weird. Maybe it was uh, the actor's idea coming through there. Uh, I don't know. Oh, there's actually <laughs> there's actually a fun piece of trivia because um, <laughs> there's this scene where. You know, before, before they, before he shows her his glittering skin and all that, he's taking her like like piggyback ride. You know, yes. She she jumps on him and and they were like, this is such a fun piece of trivia because I was I was recently coming across it when I was doing research for this show, and there were like four or five different things 
Robert Pattinson could choose to say to her in that moment. And he chose something like, yeah, hold on, spider monkey or something like that. And the author, Stephanie Meyer, was so pissed at him. He said, you had five things to choose from and you chose that. <laughs> because they, so the actors pretty much had a little bit of uh, freedom there during the, oh, yeah. during the movie. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting to see how... How much of uh, yeah? How much of the actors actually went through that, especially when it comes to Kristen Stewart and her awful acting? But uh, yeah, we get oh, yeah. into that later. Let's 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 dive into the plot, man. It's uh, yeah, it, sure. it, it it kicks off with this, you know, we have the seventeen-year-old teenager Bella Swan, it's just it's just played by Kristen Stewart, and she has decided to leave um, like Arizona, Phoenix, or somewhere in the desert. To spend some time with her father. Uh, I When I was first watching the movie, I didn't really understand why. It was like such a, yeah, okay, new start, something. But the reason actually is because her mother has a new husband and they want to have some time for themselves. And I think, yeah, for a yeah. teenager, it's not really... So, so it makes sense, of course. Um, yeah. So I just uh, got the stream back on because it looks like we are... Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're just gonna continue because stream will be back on in a few seconds. But yeah, I was I was just waiting for it, man. I was just waiting for it. Yeah, because I mean, why why do you think playing trailers that are virtually live on YouTube is a good idea? I mean, oh man, yeah, yeah. I I, I, sh I should probably go back to behind the scenes pictures again. It's uh, yeah. I don't but know. I think it's fine. It's usually isn't very very long, is it? No. Uh, so yeah. Also, when uh, when the stream is back on later, so on uh, playback, there's actually no no break in there. So yeah. Oh, I see. Anyway, so, the, so what we're saying right now doesn't even surface live. No, 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 no. I think live the people are not going to hear us right now. But if you listen to us uh, back to back later on the recorded show on YouTube. Uh, you can hear everything we say right now. All the all the dirty secrets we say. Right oh now. damn! Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Got to be careful what I say. <laughs> so, anyways, we were uh, talk about this whole um, to uh, talk about this plot, and yeah, just explained how uh, that we have this new situation for this teenage girl, seventeen-year-old teenage girl, uh, moves to her father into the rainy state of Washington, and uh, yeah. Bella's relationship with her father is like, mm, what would you say? It's, it's pretty, I'd say, weird in, in some way. Yes. Of course, yeah, she hasn't seen him in a while and all this stuff, but uh, a pretty weird relationship she has, right? Yeah, even if they haven't seen each other in a long time, I still think this was very weird. Um, mm -hmm. And it struck me weird when I was watching it because... Like, she's a teenager now, okay, fine. I don't know how long it's been since they've seen each other, but still, yeah. it's still your daughter, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so the first, I don't know, the first reaction would be to, to hug her or something, I don't even know. But uh, it was tr truly weird to see mm -hmm. them interact with each other. Yeah, I would say the relationship was very cold, if, if, yes. if you could say that. Yeah, naturally, of course, the relationship with the father and uh, its child is always a little bit colder than maybe with the mother, but it's unnaturally cold um yes. she arrives in this city called forks in washington and uh it's really interesting because he surprises her with a gift of a of this red pickup truck he purchased from his best friend and yeah it's it's so interesting because throughout this whole series it's something that really struck with me and it's something i th I don't think fans of this series ever ever talk about this but you know like 
I'm not trying to sound in any way like <laughs> like bitter or anything, but this whole character of Bella, she really comes across to me as this really, um, you know, she doesn't even say thank you or stuff like that. She's a really, yes. she's a really, um, she's kind of used to everything works according to her plan. Everything re- revolves around her. Actually, there's like this huge war at the end of this whole movie, and it's all <laughs> actually happened because of her. Uh, she she enjoys being in the in the, the being the center of attention. She's kind of like a, yeah, it's almost normal to her. It's actually not a character I like to empathize with, and th- this doesn't have to do anything with her gender. Uh, said it many times in Red Smoke already. There are many female characters I can empathize with actually, but when it comes to her, she comes in as really arrogant puberty teenager. Which yeah, okay, kind of makes sense, but. Uh, not really someone I would say I like, you know, as a character. I know about Absolutely you. Absolutely not. Uh, no, I think exactly the same. She was, for me, watching these whole movies, very annoying, to be honest, because she's mm-hmm. really... Yes, even for a teenage girl, uh, I don't know about hormones and everything, maybe she's, like, going crazy with that. Maybe, but still, um, like, some, some basic manners should be in place in my opinion sure even if you are like the child of a divorce or whatever still i mean you can still say thank you as you mentioned mm-hmm. or other things but just especially because she is apparently sort of shy mm-hmm. but still enjoys the, the spotlight to some degree right yeah uh, it's really a weird character and this this i guess is also why i couldn't relate to her very much yeah it's really like like, like for everyone who who writes stories on their own don't if you wanna, if you want your, if you want your character to be liked by the audience, don't make her like an ungrateful bitch because it's. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to say that's what defines Bella. I'd say like, yeah, if if you could say character, character is like just awkward because, yeah, that's that's really what struck with me. I was like watching those movies, trying to be as objective as possible, and this is this very boring relationship they have. They have very boring characters to say the least. There are many. There are actually many characters in this whole Twilight series. I was like, yeah. He actually looks interesting. I, I want to see more on that. But this whole Bella Edward thing is really boring, to be honest. Yeah, it's absolutely. Um, maybe it's just because it's the classic teenage girl thingy and we're just annoyed mm-hmm. by that. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe. But, uh, yeah, also... Also, the the whole thing Edward does, like, being... Or, like, trying to do everything so, so she's fine or at all times it feels good mm. and tries to protect her virtually everywhere this is just so so old-fashioned and annoying i don't even know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, but uh sorry to answer your question there or if it really was a question bella is just yeah very boring character if you if we're being yeah, honest this, this whole this whole love story because yeah of course i'm talking about like the, the five movies in general and yeah of course the characters lack like basic chemistry just like I, I don't buy the whole love thing at all it's it's really because you know if you, if you want to convince me that they are like deeply in love and all that that there's like no no dialogue or anything that shows me that i can i can imagine yeah teenagers are like hormones as you said and she's like yeah it, as a teenager you don't really need a need a reason to have a crush on someone it actually is stupid of me to say that you know like yeah what's your reason to have a crush on him? maybe she just has a crush on him you know it's okay but um you know throughout this whole series um they they, they just they just like hang out they, they talk so little with each other it's interesting 
And also, it's like this this whole happily ever after thing in this whole movies. Like, what what actually happens afterwards? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, they do you do you by any chance remember? Because I was watching all those movies. They they have this honeymoon scene in uh, the fourth movie, or you could say four point one. They have this honeymoon scene, and it, they actually look bored there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I would imagine uh, the honeymoon to look like because they have been very bored with each other and what they do mm-hmm. <laughs> like from the beginning. I might. This I'm is a... really. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Um, that was really great thing you mentioned this with the chemistry because this was lacking from the beginning really. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know I don't know if this is intentional because he's like a vampire and so there is like it is cringy or weird. Yeah. In general, maybe that is the idea. I don't know, but. Uh, as someone watching it in a movie, that sort of was annoying, in my opinion. Because, yeah, this is... If it's a love story and it's supposed to be romantic, then I need some chemistry happening between the two characters, obviously. Otherwise, I'm like, why are you guys even together? <laughs> also, what is, like, your take on this whole romantic ideal? You know, they always say this, like, in movies. Uh, happily ever after. And, like, I want to spend my life with you. I want to spend eternity with you and all this stuff. And it's really interesting that... Uh, in this movie, actually, we can talk about eternity because like vampires are like not uh, they don't die, you know. And is there is this really like this romantic ideal to what's you know we always talk about like speed and all this stuff and you know some someday we're gonna die and <laughs> it's it's all gonna be over. This is what actually gives us power and all this all this uh, stuff to do all these things, you know. But when you have eternity, it's really interesting what you would... I was actually, like, probably the only person, the only weird person who would think about stuff like that. But I was actually, like, it's it's like this philosophical thing, you know. If I would be a vampire, like, I know how stupid it sounds. If I would be a vampire, like, like living forever, would I, would I do anything differently? You know, they also don't sleep and all this stuff. And it's interesting to think about this whole thing, you know. If you have, if you... I know how stupid this question is, but I want to ask you this anyways. If you had, like, eternally to live, if you would live, like, 500 years or 1,000 years, would you do anything differently? You you just almost quoted another vampire movie there. Oh, did I? Um, I just forgot the name of it, and I even think Kristen Bella was in... Uh, Kristen Bella. Kristen <laughs> Bella. <laughs> Kristen Stewart was in there as well, I think, but he, she had a much better role. It was also with Willem Dafoe. I forgot the name of the movie. But in the trailer, there was actually the question, if you could live forever, what would you live for? Oh. Uh, it was actually also a great movie because it was set uh, in like in a future where everyone is a vampire. Okay. And like th- these people have the regular lives. It's actually mm-hmm. quite funny, like going to their job, but they still live forever. And mm. uh, so the whole thing revolves around this pretty, pretty much what makes... Yeah, what makes your life worthwhile. And so some of them actually try to become human again to actually mm-hmm. die intentionally. So they actually have something to live for. And this is, again, what I think. It is actually, because I've said many times that death is what li- uh, what gives life meaning, mm-hmm. right? And because you know your days are numbered, so you need to make use of the days you have. Right. At least you should. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people don't, but you should, right? Yeah. And... This idea of happily ever after and living in pure, unbridled love for millennia or whatever, I don't even know, Mm -hmm. 
Um, in my opinion, absolute bullshit, if I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> because that's not going to happen. At some point, you get so bored, unless you are bored already, like the two are. Yeah. And because there's just nothing happening, nothing, nothing new, nothing exciting in your life. It's just always the same. So mm -hmm. in my opinion, this doesn't make sense at all. And death, even the death of a loved one at some point is part of your life. And it's an important, yeah. part, important part. Yeah, but instead they have this idea like, uh, if a girl comes up to me and say, I want to spend the next 5,000 years with you. I'm like, what, what, what are we going to do in those 5,000 years? You know, like, like genuinely. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. What what actually do they do in the? Yeah, they like they lie around in grass and like and like <laughs> yes. and like look at each other and sometimes they kiss. You know that that's it. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, just just uh, info on on the side here. The movie is called Daybreakers, actually from two thousand nine. Oh. Mm -hmm. So. I was right with that. At, at that point, actually, about 2005 to 2010, there were a bunch of vampire movies, if I remember this correctly. A fucking trend going on there, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, but this was just a uh, side mm -hmm. info there. But yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, lying in grass, sparkling, um, starting weird-ass wars. <laughs> Maybe that's what they like doing, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. It's uh, you know the more I think about it, it's this lie that's being fed to teenagers in in that particular age. Um, I, I've been a I've been a teenager myself, you know. I've been a vampire. <laughs> yes, like I wanted to say. That. No, if I've been a <laughs> if I've been a vampire, I would still be one, you know. But um, yeah, give some give some vampire energy to Red Smoke here. But it's it's so interesting that you have this. This lie, but basically, is being fed to teenagers. That uh, yeah, this is this is what gives you eternal happiness, you know. Just like lying with your loved one in in the grass forever. It's like, of course, you have like those. Um, I would say, yeah. You of course you have to go. Those are like your tasks in in that age. You have to go to school. You maybe have to find a job. You know all those stuffs. You know, this. but yeah, your dream is to just want to lie in the in the grass. Uh, with your loved one and th this is gonna make you happy forever and that's basically a lie that's being fed to teenagers you know yes. because this is like a this is like a um, emotional high that's gonna last for maybe a few minutes or hours or days or weeks or whatever but it's gonna eventually fade away but it's always portrayed as this oh if i have this i'm gonna be happy forever you know the interesting thing is that the author actually is <clears throat> like thinking that still in her age, right? Otherwise, she wouldn't have mm -hmm. written this. Mm -hmm. So it's still some sort of fantasy in her mind, I guess. Maybe mm -hmm. even in the minds of many women. I don't know. <clears throat> because how could I know? But it is definitely a lie. It is this lie of just finding that one soulmate, right? And then everything right. is settled. Everything right. is taken care of. All is good. Uh, you will live your life without any issue and it's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And Naturally, this is a complete lie because life is brutal. Nature is very harsh and you will get a lot of curveballs all your life. Yeah. You need to parry. And so, yeah, this is again this teenage girl's dream, which any sort of yeah mature person grows out of at some point. Mm -hmm. um, or mature woman, I, sh I should say. I don't think any teenage boy really cares about that. Um, <laughs> no, it's bad. I don't think so. So yeah, uh, but it is a lie that is fed. Uh, I I wonder if they would 
still think like that, like little teenage girls, if these kind of movies didn't exist or stories. Mm -hmm. Hard to say. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, of course, as a teenage girl, you're 14, 15 years old, you see this and it's like, yeah, I want to I find my own Edward, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, uh, you, th th this, this comes from, from somewhere. A difficult one. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I kept thinking about this because, yeah, of course, this is like this blueprint on how to make a good uh, teenage romance stuff. There are like some things, of course, that the author made right. You know, she 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 knew about like like uh, teenage girl psychology, if you will. There's some things she did right. Maybe some things we we cannot even put our fingers on. But yeah, this is like this this dream. And if if there was like a actually a fourteen fifteen year old girl listening to us, she'd probably say, "No, you have no idea. You have no idea how I feel. You." Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like this, yeah, well, this old crook and uh, what do you know about feelings and all this stuff? Yeah, I, I, can also, I can also understand that standpoint, but I don't believe in that, no. Yeah, whatever you feel about this, how, or however you feel about this whole mm. thing, doesn't really matter because it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> this whole story <laughs> is just bullshit because that's not how it works. Um, yeah. yeah, this heavily ever after, happily ever after doesn't really work because... Yeah, reality is different. And of course, you need to work on your relationship and keep mm -hmm. uh, the excitement and the love up. You need to work for that. Or both parties need to do that, really. Mm. Of course. But it's not done with finding your soulmate. That is not the key. I think people are really just seeking the, the easy way out there. Because the soulmate talk is still happening with um, older people, not yeah. just the teenage yeah. girls. They still always seek their soulmate and all this kind of bullshit. Uh, that's not how it works. You don't. There is no sort of soulmate, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You just find someone you work with quite quite well, I would mm -hmm. say. And if you lead her properly, especially as a man, then and you you keep the excitement running with things you do, and mm -hmm. she does her part, etc. So everyone is involved in the relationship to make it work. Then you are happy in your relationship, mm -hmm. and not just by finding. This random one dude or girl, <laughs> and then everything is perfect forever, and you don't even have to work for it. That's just not how it works. You said, you said this like this happily ever after thing that it's like uh, started off with those fairy tales from Disney and all this stuff, and uh, oh, yeah. it, it kept growing. I don't say everything Disney did back in the days was wrong. I actually love many of those old movies, but uh, anyways, the thing is, the movies or the stories always stop at. Like I would say the the wedding or the the moment the couple comes together and kisses for the first time, which is a nice emotional high, of course. But and the movies never show what happens afterwards, you know. Like yes. yeah, they have like this perfect wedding, but uh, show me the boredom one year later, you know. Yes. Also, a great thing you mentioned Disney movies there because I think they are responsible for a lot of wrong uh, expectations in women, mm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I like uh, a bunch of. Disney movies myself, they're sure. great to watch, and also I like the music. Mm -hmm. um, so they are actually well done. But like if you're a young girl um, growing up and seeing these movies and thinking this is your kind of, yeah, how reality works or even how men and women work together, then this uh, is kind of, yeah, a huge misguidance. And then you get movies like Twilight. Mm -hmm. which just built on that, in my opinion. And then you have, I think the first movie actually ends with, it's not a wedding, but it's a prom where they go together, right? 
Um, at the end of the first movie, right? Yes, yes. that's the first movie. Yes, I think yes. it's, it's the prom day mm -hmm. actually go together. And like they're dressed up nice and it's a cool mm -hmm. party and everything and all of this happily stuff, you know. <laughs> um, I can, I can actually, hear your excitement, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The funny thing is actually in this case, in the following movies, you get to see what actually happens because there is some more shit happening. But then again, mm -hmm. they didn't marry, so yeah. yeah. But you're right, uh, there should be... Um, yeah, but this is just boring for people to watch, I think. If you actually see what the couples have to do to keep their relationships running, I don't think people want to know that. They just they just want the... It's the, nice uh, that you said actually people don't want to know that. It's it, I think it has to do a little bit with denying reality, you know? Yes. I know there's not, in my heart, I know there's not an Edward out there waiting to find me, you know, as a girl speaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit like denying reality. This how how many stories do you actually know about where where someone finds their soulmate, and they are this fucking happy couple? How how many of those stories do you actually know, like real life examples? Zero. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and I'm asking myself like, why do still so many people believe in that? And it's actually interesting because there's never like a real life example. They believe in it because they see it in the movies. You know. Yeah, this is also where I come back with, because I said many times that I, for once, want to see a movie that doesn't have a happy end. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's very rare, actually. Mm -hmm. I think there are some movies that don't end well, so to speak, but it's actually True. rare. In most cases, the hero wins or, yeah, they're somehow they yeah. are at least fine, I don't even know. And people always tell me, yeah, but I don't, I'm going to the cinema to be entertained. I don't want to think badly about my life. I have this every day. <laughs> this is what they told me yeah, and you like, shouldn't go to the cinema then man <laughs> yeah I mean of course entertainment that's all fine but what's wrong with uh, seeing a different viewpoint on your reality so maybe you get an idea what you could do sure, potentially yeah. uh, I don't see anything wrong with that but yeah mm. it's kind of weird but people just like this happy ending bullshit because it makes them feel good yeah yeah I mean of course you you live in this like kind of bubble and I don't want to sound like one of those people who are like, yeah, look, the way I see it is, is right. And the way you see it is completely wrong and you should wake up and stuff. I'm, I'm not in a position to to lecture people in any way, but it's it's the impression I get. And I'm saying this from a, from a perspective where I've been, I've been there too, you know. I've been there too. I've, I, I, so to speak, believed in, in many lies there as well. Also many romantic lies too, obviously. Yes. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't really in my deep in my heart, I don't really believe in them. Now, there are many truths I take from movies, and many, you know, in many ways, like romantic or or so not, you know, many many things you can learn actually, and many things that can inspire you, of course. But um, believing in your soulmate and stuff like that—that's a crime that movies have committed to people's minds. That is very that's 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 not a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing at all. No, I can I can no, imagine. Yeah, I can I can, ima I can understand. Like like yeah, uh, you you have a job as a filmmaker too. <laughs> it's a nice thing, you know, to leave reality for two hours and like get entertained. Of course, re reward yourself like that. You know, some people eat sweets, some people do a workout, some people go watch a movie. It doesn't matter. But um, this is like purposefully lying to people. You know, in some way. Of course, everybody is again. I would say, and you, I think you would agree with me, uh, responsible for their own lives and for their own actions. I don't watch Superman and I think I can fly now, you know, jump off my window, I'm going to die, of course. 
Um, but yeah, of course, this is like some uh, you, you always talk about this, like this whole reprogramming thing there. Yeah, but this is on. really what you mentioned there with Superman. This is really where people, for some reason, draw the line, right? Because they understand, yeah, of course, I cannot jump out of a building yeah. and survive. But then the soulmate thing, oh, that could happen yeah. to me. Man. <laughs> yes. It's the same thing with, yeah. with the lottery, right? When they say, um, for example, like, you should know that, right? With smoking cigarettes. Mm. And because, um, what was the statistic? I don't know. Um, walking over the street and being run over is more likely than winning the lottery. <laughs> but people are still like, I'm going to win the lottery, but I'm not going to be run over today. So this is this, this weird mindset that the things you want are more likely to happen in that case uh, just because you like them. But that's just not how it works. Would you, would you, would you say people need, need like hope to, to keep them alive, you know? It's, it's not that they like take any action or anything, but it's like they need this, this constant hope of having like this better life. But not, not in the sense of, okay, I'm going to work hard. And, you know, in the case of in the case of romantic stuff, you know, just go out and approach a woman or some stuff like that. But no, I have this hope that one day, maybe one day, someone's going to approach me and uh, it's going to be my soulmate, you know? Yeah, I think this is actually intentional. As I said, in yeah. the depress depression is intentional clip, right? I yes, made. I remember. Yes, um, where I said that all these rich people, which are pushed to be rich, also some, some of these stupid-ass rappers or bad yeah. musicians who are somehow very successful, even though they can't sing for shit, mm -hmm. um, they are pushed to be there, so you feel bad about it, but it still gives you this incentive that some people could make it, but it's just not you, so you got to go to your, your job. Yeah. And, yeah, just work there and keep doing that. Oh, I think, I think you, yeah, is, yeah. You go on. Yeah. yeah, I think this is pretty similar. Well, you get this lie, you get fed this lie from your soulmate or about your soulmate mm. or even that you see it in the movie and you got to be like a vampire or something. I don't know to actually have that, but it's not going to happen in your life, but it still gives you hope that maybe it might randomly at least be close to that. So mm -hmm. you still... Just keep going with your life and hope mm -hmm. someday it happens. So it, it is, yeah, hope, I think, is the key here. It gives you this little bit of hope. Yeah. Even though consciously or rationally <clears throat> you know it's bullshit, but still, yeah. something just <laughs> keeps you going there. What's also interesting is I just came up with it. You know, we always make, like, fun of those simps and they have, like, those e-girl friends, you know, and, uh, like, uh, yes. like some girl b selling her bath water or whatever. But actually, <laughs> we, actually we had the same case with the whole Twilight stuff, you know, I remember those girls in my class wearing those Twilight shirts, you know, where there, there was like literally this face of Robert Pattinson and, <laughs> and then there was like Team Edward, you know. And yes. <clears throat> I think that, uh, I wouldn't say that they, was, uh, they, were leaving, uh, they were living in this reality where Edward was actually their boyfriend, you know. But in some way, I think, yeah, it's, you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's, it's almost like an imaginary boyfriend they had and i think this phenomenon also happens with girls yes you're right they probably at least to some degree believe that mm -hmm. that maybe not just that it would happen someday with some person similar but also just living in that reality bubble which is just better than the actual reality I mean, of so, course, of course, you're not gonna invite your friends at home and say, "Hey, guys, this is my friend Edward," and you just yeah, see sure. like a, you just see like a poster on the wall. I'm not talking about that, but I think many girls 
like daydreaming about this stuff and like when they're in their bed and uh, trying to fall asleep like one or two hours like just thinking about like fantasizing about hanging out with edward and all this stuff you know i can yeah, i can I, think- to- I can totally see that i can totally believe that yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about it, as a teenage boy, you had the same dreams about sex and porn, right? Yes, yes. So uh, I think it's just a female equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that we uh, <laughs> always talk about like uh, men and women are very different from each other. But I think in that regard, we <laughs> might be <Yes>. actually <laughs> pretty similar. So yeah, let's uh, let's get back to the plot, man. We uh, we haven't even started, and yeah, it's just so interesting to. Like, I, I wasn't planning at all to to get this philosophical here i was was intending to roast this bullshit movie but yeah look where we look where we went yeah but why not (laughs) so bella arrives in in this uh, city of forks in washington and and his uh her father surprises her with the gift of this red pickup truck and yeah it's 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 the the truck is from his best friend and the son of, of of his best friend is this guy Jacob, you know. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to how do I how do I explain this whole Edward Jacob dynamic to someone who has never seen Twilight. By by all means, I don't advocate watching this movie. I mean, okay, watch it for if you want to if you want to see a good comedy movie, watch it. But how do I explain this whole dynamic to a to a person who has never seen this whole thing? Well, um, it's quite simple, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, but one of them know, is a werewolf, is... actually, and the other one yes. is a vampire, so yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both of them fall in love with this shy girl, which is also a spoiled brat. Mm. And um, <laughs> yeah, so they fight for her, pretty much. And yeah. she, she cannot decide who she loves more. She goes back and forth with that. And that's it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Solved. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, Bella remembers playing with uh, Jacob back in the days when she was a child. Uh, and she looks forward to have this like at least one friend at the high school. But Jacob reminds her that uh, he's like this native Indian Quilut guy, and he goes to another school. So yeah, first day of school, Bella is uh, pretty nervous. Um, but also like yeah, th- th- there's been a pretty good chance to make her like more sympathetic, make her struggle more. But there's like initially. This guy coming up to her, this like, uh, yeah, it's. It, I, was, I need to look it up. This guy is called Eric, and he's the school's eyes and ears. And he introduces her to some of the other students. He he shows her everything, and everything is looking so cool so far, you know. And yeah, there was there was a chance to make a to, to to make her look really awkward, but instead, the movie makes it pretty easy for her. I would say. Yeah, can I also say this whole scene, right? Um... Where she comes in and immediately this Eric guy comes in and then this other guy. Yeah, they also, also they also know how her what her name is and all that. You know? yeah, exactly. Not only yeah. do they immediately know who she is, but also which is uh, an interesting mm. point here that all the guys are suddenly like trying so hard to to be cool around her and actually mm-hmm. failing at it. But like everyone is interested in this girl all of a sudden. And this is was very weird to me when I was watching it, mm-hmm. because I mean she's just a new girl, uh, apparently shy, um, running around in the school. So who really cares about that? But all the guys were just trying to impress her, you know. And this again was just uh, another display, in my opinion, of um, yeah these guys being bumbling idiots trying so hard to get uh, the girl's attention, which I didn't like very much. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, it's also this whole notion of again, um, everything just happens to her. She doesn't. Yes. She, she's a very, I would call a, what what I would call a very passive protagonist. 
Yes. It's yeah. Does she ever do anything really? No. Like no. actively. Like no, everything happens to her. Like she also like becomes a vampire in the end. I don't give a fuck about spoiler warnings in that case. Um, <laughs> she becomes like this vampire uh, girl at the end, and yeah, it's, it also happens to her. It's not, it's not like that she consciously decided. It's 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 very much uh, yeah. Let's see how the how the world turns, and let's see how yeah. It's 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 a very passive protagonist too. I, I cannot even be... also sorry. Uh, isn't even also in her uh, because every vampire for some reason has some. Uh, superhuman ability, right? Yes. And she just has the shield thing. Yes. She doesn't need <laughs> yes. even doesn't even need to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> she just has yeah. the shield. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's like the most passive uh, superpower yes. you can have. Yeah. Like like just don't it, just just don't make her into someone that could potentially offend someone. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's oh man. <laughs> but yeah, they she she's being introduced to some of the other students who are still at the first day at school and everything's looking cool so far and then we have this uh yeah don't at me man but it's, it's yeah it's an iconic scene every almost everyone knows it, it is, when yeah. uh, when those when it's actually pretty awkward if you think about it. like this whole family this whole vampire this Cullen family walks in like very conveniently uh pair by pair so they can be introduced to to bella by this other girl it's like yeah and and the and the people who now come in they're like this and that and this. it's like a, like a catwalk <laughs> yes it's also i think she even says and it's kind of weird but mm. technically this is an incest family right because at uh, least this is what it looks to other people right yeah, I mean, uh, the official thing is, and it, it's also set in a movie. I think is that uh, Carl I. Cullen, the the doctor and the father of this whole family, they they're, they're like his foster kids, you know, like adopted yeah. by him. But yeah, if you, if you look at them, they're all like this pale skin and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. But some, that, that struck me very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely some kind of like weird sense. Of, yeah, nevertheless, it's like this fucking iconic scene. They all come in uh, pair by pair, and. Last but not least, uh, we have like Edward coming in. And from the moment Edward lays eyes on Bella, uh, yeah, <laughs> things get interesting. And she initially asks the the other girl, "Oh, who's that?" And it's like, "Oh, that's Edward." And that's what you said in the beginning. Um, yeah, no, he's he's not he's not really interested in other people. In German, in the German thing, I I know what he says. In in English, it would be something along the lines of, um, "Yeah, no girl is good enough for him." I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Initially makes things more interesting. This um, was also funny and yeah. this scene because <clears throat> she says this and then we we get a cut on him where he smirks. So apparently he heard that. Oh that. yeah, yeah, know. we don't we don't know that yet as a as a listener, but he can like uh he can read yeah, minds and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> man. By the way, uh Edward is a vampire. So. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> God, fuck this movie, man. So things get really interesting from then on. Bella is assigned as Edward's lab partner in, in biology. <laughs> then it's this what very coincidence. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> apart from that. And this is the oh, this is such a this is again a scene where I was like, when, if I would be in a cinema, it would be interesting how many people would like actually lose their shit. She's stepping in in front of the classroom, and there's this fan behind her, <laughs> and it makes it makes Edward react as though as he's getting sick. It's like it's like she stinks or something. Like that. 
<laughs> I like this. I actually had to laugh the first time. Because yeah, like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? It's yeah, it's and you can you can already see um, Bella also like uh, smelling her own hair. It's like is something wrong with me? And as soon as the as soon as the school lesson is over, Edward storms out of the door immediately. You know when the bell rings, and, and Bella of course puzzled as to what she could have done to anger him because he, he generally looks angry and stuff like that. And uh, as she overhears him in the office attempting to transfer out of biology, like he's really desperate to do so. And she decides to confront him and ask him what's his problem, but uh, in the next days he's absent for some reason, uh, for the next several days, and yeah. That's where the... Also this whole this whole thing of... Of course, when you when you've watched the movie, you understand it. They don't they don't come to school when it's like sunny and all this stuff, but is there like a is there like a city on earth where <laughs> you have like you have like so much such cloudy cloudy rainy climate? Oh my god. Yeah, this is what I was thinking, because this is also one of the things he says to her later, I think, mm-hmm. while she came to the city with the highest uh, rain percentage or whatever the, the term mm-hmm. is. Um because she doesn't like it, the cold and the rain. Yeah. And I was thinking, wait, but they cannot go into the sun, obviously. But mm-hmm. is there really never the sun shining? Like even in summer, it's just. I mean, what happens if there's like this is like just one scene and everybody gonna freak out, right? Yeah, yeah, everyone just dies because mm-hmm. they're not used to yeah. sun exposure. You know, <laughs> I can imagine like they were always always wearing like long sleeves and all that and like a cap or something to prevent. It. I was like, okay, uh, that would make much more sense. But yeah. Anyways. Um... So when Edward does return to school, he suddenly seems changed. Again, this is like this whole uh, this whole generic teenage romance blueprint push-pull stuff. He suddenly yes. int- he suddenly introduces himself to Bella and is very polite and uh, apologizes for her the other day and asks her about herself, her family, and yeah, just like you said, whether she likes the cold, rainy climate and folks or not, and yeah. Bella notices already that his eyes seem to have like this different color and that's <laughs> so weird man. Like like Robert Pattinson generally looks he generally looks like a vampire in the first movie, <laughs> I can say, I guess yes, to his does. skin. But he he looks I was, I was I was realizing when I was watching the other movies in the, in the last days, he generally looks fucked up. <laughs> in in like the second or third movie, he generally he looks so fucked up, man. And I don't know if that was like makeup department or if, <laughs> because you're aware that Robert Pattinson actually hates uh, being in this movie. He hated it back in the days and he still hates it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's actually um, it shows. I mean, understandable, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it actually also gave him the sort of a springboard to actually become someone or at least be known. And mm-hmm. as we said before, he's now trying ultra hard to get rid of that uh, Edward sort of yeah, icon yeah. but he just can't i mean he does quite well right now i think but still if i see this um, actor i'm still thinking of twilight yeah, uh, yeah. it's just what it is the same with keanu reeves it's just neil you know um, yeah. though he has great roles i mean john wick is almost i would, I would say john wick is the new uh thing when when people see keanu reeves they say oh no that's john wick now yeah you but know? that's because they're too young uh, <laughs> yeah i would agree because for, for me he's still neil uh, i know he like john wick stole a lot of his icon there, but mm-hmm. it's still Neo for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's just what happens to these kind of actors. And the funny thing is, with Robert Pattinson, um, 
when I was watching this movie, the first one, uh, recently, I actually thought, you know, if he wouldn't have such a pale skin and would, wouldn't look so so weird into the camera, he actually has quite a jawline. You know, he's he's not oh, like he's this insane jawline. He could like he could like cut bread with that thing, man. Yes, actually, he's <laughs> he's quite handsome. I would say if he would like have proper makeup or whatever. Uh, especially in the first movie, I mean, mm. later he looks truly fucked up. So yeah, I don't know yeah. how that happened, but uh, he's, he's not like bad looking. I cannot say that. No, but I would but... say, but I would say he's a beautiful man, not a handsome man. Oh yes, it's pretty it's, much it's, like it's Orlando Bloom, right? It's like this feminine, yeah, yeah, exactly, a very feminine yes. looking uh, man. Nevertheless, very yeah, beautiful. You could even say attractive, sure. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, so uh, proceed, please. Doesn't matter. Man. It's a, I, I don't know where we go with this whole Red Smoke podcast thing, anyway. So yeah, yeah, fair it's, point. It's a good, good thing, good start here. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they have like this. Uh, they have this small talk in class. Uh, his eyes seem to have different eye color, and he also he answers very cryptic and very awkwardly before walking away again. And later that day, uh, something something very weird happens. Bella is about to get into her truck. And she has like this headphones on him. She doesn't hear it. And another car out of control is in the school parking lot. And within seconds, Edward has crossed the whole lot, pulled Bella out of the way and seemingly stopped the car with his bare hand and leaving Bella more puzzled than before. And it's like, that's where, yeah, <laughs> it's actually very funny. When she tries to ask Edward how he did it, he simply chokes oh, yes. it. I would say, yeah, adrenaline rush and uh, refuses to talk about it. And... Yeah, again, and afterwards, yeah, further, he says, yeah, they shouldn't probably be even friends. Uh, it's like this, yeah, yeah we, sh- we shouldn't know, probably see each other anymore and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, this, this, you keep um, mentioning it over and over, this teenage mm, yeah. uh, push and pull, back and forth thingy. Very um, blueprint stuff, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think the, the, the method underneath that is really just um, creating drama and just True. making it. Yeah, creating some sort of emotions, feelings, good and bad, doesn't really matter. As I said many times before, for women, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter too much if it's good or bad. You mm. just need to make them feel mm. this is important. And so this is really the teenage version of it, where it just goes back and forth. She never knows what's really happening and what's going on. And this is just interesting for her. This is drama. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's really, but it's really like pointless in the end, you know. Of, of course. course, of course, of course. <laughs> in a moment, it's like, oh my god, what the what the fuck is going on with this guy, right? But in the end, it's like, okay, uh, what was the reason like he was behaving this way? I mean, yeah, you could you could say yeah, it's like this vampire thing, you know, where uh, he was trying to be because he he's so attracted to her and her smell, and she probably tastes good and all this bullshit, but. Um, nevertheless, it's like this whole, yeah, this whole back and forth doesn't really make sense, especially, especially later when suddenly he and his whole family, they don't, they're not really bothered anymore. They, they smell like blood. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, and in the the beginning, in in the beginning, he smells her hair and say, oh my God, I'm going to, I cannot stand (laughs) sitting next to her. You know, it doesn't really make much sense to me. I gotta say. Yeah. This is also never revealed, right? Uh, why she is the only girl he cannot read the mind of. I would and... say it's because of her secret power later. Of course, she's like this shield. But, oh, yeah, it's a shield thing. But, right. but yeah, you're right. There's not actually an explanation. <laughs> yeah, also the... <laughs> why why her like blood would taste so great and why yeah. her smell is so intimidating to him or mm. whatever. This is never explained, I think. It just makes, yeah, sense, uh, in quote-unquote yeah. sense. I in, think... Uh, 
the setting. Yeah, I think that that kind of feeds the whole teenage dream, you know. It's something oh, that yeah. could happen to anyone. You don't have to have a specific quality. Of course, Kristen Stewart is an objectively good-looking teenage uh, woman, girl, whatever, how old she was back in the days. Um, but apart from that, you can be, like, just awkward, and that's okay, you know. Someone is going to find you... Someone's going to find your smell very attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess this is the dream again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, um, one yeah. thing I wanted to add to this, because sure. I said it, um, yes, this makes totally no sense that even if she smells so fantastically good he has to restrain himself or whatever mm -hmm. um, it still doesn't make sense that uh, a man who is who has lived amongst people for a hundred years or longer um acts so weird around her yeah. i'm sure he has interacted with many more women in the past especially if he's that good looking so i guess there were other interested girls mm -hmm. uh, so he should be totally fine with talking to them right but with her he's completely weird and that just makes no sense yeah. and also again uh, Bella the, 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 the whole thing doesn't stop Bella from asking Edward to be her date when the, the kids decide to go surfing at the local beach but Edward doesn't show up and then uh, they are joined by Jacob again and then Jacob gives her, gives her some kind of trivia uh, he tells her that yeah the Collins don't come here and later it's revealed because that's like werewolf territory and Edward is like vampire territory and all that bullshit. Anyways, the, the, the whole thing kicks off and Bella suspects some stuff because Jacob calls it just an old story about wolves and vampires and all, but Bella suspects otherwise. And she Googles this whole thing and uh, she's even in the bookstore and she sees like uh, she, she's oh. doing some research on those on those legends and all that stuff. And yeah, you, you will get there in a second to this to this scene with these guys. Uh, there's something I have to say about this. After purchasing the books, she's stopped yes. by four guys. I think you're referring to that, right? With no yes. good in their mind. And suddenly, for no reason, Edward drives up in his sexy Volvo and uh, forces the guys to back <laughs> off by by doing this very, very weird noise. Like this is, it makes the noise almost like a lion or something like that. It's yeah, he's, he's crawling. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you were about to say yeah um that was really something that struck me again yeah. uh, when i was watching it like, like this girl you know um the shy girl everything mm -hmm. just happens to her even the bad things i mean she just walks out of a, a bookstore and of course there are four young guys and the only thing they have in mind is raping her yeah. um, obviously <laughs> because this is what men have in mind all the time raping women it's nothing else we want to do right um and this was so annoying to watch for me, this whole scene. But okay. it's like, I mean, it was completely set up so he can rescue her, of course. Sure. Um, but still, couldn't you think of anything better than that stupid old rape thing? Mm. That was so annoying. Also, in the, afterwards, a few minutes afterwards, they end up having like this weird date kind of stuff where Edward orders something for her to eat. And uh, he, of course, he doesn't. So they have like this weird talk, and it's actually a scene which I find very funny because yes. Edward is revealing to her that he can read minds and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, this person is thinking about sex and sex and sex. And there's like one person who thinks about a cat and against sex. And then he's like, yeah, I can read everyone's mind except yours. But he says it in a way as if Bella doesn't have like any thoughts in her mind. Yes. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know the exact dialogue they use, but it sounds so... Uh, like, it's, like, it's like she doesn't... There's nothing in her head, you know? <laughs> I really love yeah. this scene. I was thinking the same. He was, like, acting in a way that... It almost seems like he was going to say, 
I can yeah. read everyone's mind, but you, you, there's nothing. You're not thinking yeah. about anything, are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> just, that was very fun. Uh, I don't yeah. know how he did it, but uh, it was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bella is a little bit puzzled, uh, so I think. And then they drive back to, to the city of Forks. Bella accidentally touches Edward's hand, and she's amazed how cold it is. You know, it's, it all starts to come together. They stop at the police department because there's this uh, there's this body of um, there's this homicide series going on with uh, yeah they, they they claim this to be an animal attack to happen near Forks but uh, yeah we already know from the from the forward flashbacks that this is like some kind of uh, like those evil vampires you know Edward's like a vegetarian vampire and it was like those evil vampires and later after that Bella returning home and she starts again paging through the books she purchased. And she comes across this legend, it's called the Cold One, and she's Googling it. She's actually not Googling it, it's interesting. She uses Bing. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's like, who the fuck uses Bing, man? <laughs> yes. It's also it's so weird in these movies, man. They look like they, they use like Bing and Yahoo. Like, come on, everyone uses Google, right? Yes. But anyway, she learns that uh, the Cold One is a fanged creature described as undead, immortal, possessing incredible speed and all this bullshit, strength and cold. And yeah, suddenly she's like, whoa, could be a vampire. And next day, Bella confronts Edward with her findings. And then this is like, yeah, we, we, we're getting there to the very cringe scene, don't we? Uh, she, yeah. she, she confronts Edward and he doesn't deny it. He takes her to the top of a mountain out of the cloud bank. And yeah, he shows her how vampire skin sparkles in the sunlight. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he... He explains stuff. He explains how his family has learned to live, like like those vampire, uh, vegetarian vampires. And then this whole bullshit goes on. She, she says, yeah, uh, he says still he's a killer and, and all this stuff. And his, his blood smells so appetizing. It's so interesting. <laughs> the initial response from her is he says, I want to kill her. I want to kill you. And Bella says, yeah, I trust you. <laughs> oh, man. It doesn't make yeah, sense, man. Also, quite interesting. He he opens with saying that they are vegetarians and they don't kill people or they try to. And uh, then he says in the next second, "Yeah, but uh, I really want to kill you." No, so it's, yeah. it's really kind of weird because he was really just taking every punch out of this threat, really, because yeah. he said before that they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, it's also this. Um, we talked we talked about this last week where I was briefly mentioning that there's always like this weird notion of I want to I want to save a man uh, from from the point of a woman oh, yeah. you know I want to save this guy from from himself from something from his past or whatever and yeah Edward is giving her this vibes he says yeah I'm I'm this killer and I killed people and I liked it and stuff like that and she's like no I trust you I trust you. you're a good person and all this stuff like it's always this notion right this yes. um you 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 mentioned it earlier. It's like this. Would you say motherly instincts? Yeah, I would say so. Um, even I think because even if you are if you have r romantic emotions for some guy as a woman mm -hmm. speaking, uh, I still think the motherly instinct somehow comes through at some point at least. Uh, be it just by cooking for your man, or mm -hmm. in this case, uh, telling him that killing people in the past is totally fine. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> uh, or like brutally eating them. I don't even know when yeah. to put that. Um, because she just wants to to heal him, so to speak, wants to save him. And 
Yeah, I, I don't know why women do this, to be honest. I don't mm -hmm. see a particular reason in that. But then again, they operate on emotions mostly. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a reason, yeah. I think. So yeah, the relationship between Bella and Edward progresses. It's very, um, yeah, it starts to get romantic. And it even progresses to a point where Edward decides to take Bella home to meet his family, which, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's like a bit of humor, a little bit back and forth and all stuff. And one rainy afternoon, I'm going to skip this scene. Yeah. One, one rainy afternoon, Edward takes Bella out to play baseball with his family. It's, uh, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I... Okay, you, you go first. Come on. Yeah, can can I something. just say one trivia in this regard? Because uh, yeah. in this whole scene, in the background, there's playing Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. Which yes. is a fantastic song. And yes, I wanted to say that. Forever. I wanted to say that, man. Yes. It's, yeah, it's such a cool song, man. It would be so, oh, man. Absolutely. It's yeah. such a great song and it has been ruined forever for me. It's uh, fucking sucks because it's always, it always reminds me of the stupid-ass scene <laughs> in Twilight. <laughs> I mean, it's actually not... Have you... You know, when I was first watching the movie, I was I wasn't really understanding because she there's a scene where Bella says, "Yeah, now I understand why you play baseball only when there's like a thunderstorm." Yeah, and it took me a while, and I think it was a YouTube comment that that led me onto to the path of wisdom there. But it's actually a YouTube comment saying, "Yeah, they have to play in thunderstorm because when the ball hits the bat, it's so loud that it sounds like a." Like a thunder, and oh god, that's so yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna say it's entirely stupid, but yeah, they definitely they definitely ruined this a good song there. Yeah, I mean the scene itself is kind of a comic relief a little bit because it's made funny. I would but, say, yeah, uh, you could say that. I'd say many people would probably say it's iconic and very cool. I can I can totally see that as well. To me, it's just pff, yeah. Yeah, I don't really see what's cool about that. Except for maybe the they because they punch the ball so hard with the bat that it yeah. makes a thunderstorm noise. Maybe that, if that's the cool part, sure. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, for me, it really was just more of a comic relief. Really, mm -hmm. because, uh, yeah, I mean, they even say weird stuff like that because this... I forgot his name. Um, the boyfriend of the blonde girl. Um, um, Emmett. Emmett, thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Ask, ask a real fan, dude. I yes. know them all, man. <laughs> yeah, because he he's climbing the, the trees and everything, and she says something like, he, he's my little ape or something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, is this supposed to be funny? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird to me, but I guess this was the intention. Um, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it's, 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 it's a very weird scene, man. One of, yes. one of many. Yeah, of course. And they have to but it was a, it was the setup for the last act, I would say, <laughs> in the movie. Um, if we are being introduced by those killer vampires, they suddenly yes. approach and it's like, "Hey, you need a, you need some some more players and all this stuff." And they catch the scent of Bella, and they all freak out, man. It's like, God, they're like they're like <laughs> seven billion people on the planet. Why do we? Why? It's like, yeah, it's like it's like not even polite, you know, to to. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, it also makes no sense because this blonde girl, I forgot her name again, um, she says in the beginning that she can uh, smell her scent over the whole field. But in the end, the, the, the bad vampires really only smell it when suddenly some wind blows her hair around. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Again, again, some plot hole there. Nice catch. Yeah, <laughs> big plot yeah. hole there. So, yeah, we were being introduced and it is being revealed that 
those uh, three vampires are responsible for this homicide series there in in Washington and yeah they they kind of like they kind of like go away they kind of like uh resolve this whole situation but Edward explains to Bella that this guy he's called James it's this blonde guy with the ponytail uh, is a tracker so to speak and uh, yeah he's going to explain to her he's going to hunt uh, he's going to hunt her he won't give up until he has her and all stuff. And yeah, Bella's only salvation is if they can get to James first, rip him apart and burn the pieces. So there you have the plot for the rest of the movie. So yeah, uh, Edward's plan is to catch a ferry to Vancouver, I think to, to Canada, but uh, Bella insists on going home first against Edward's judgment. They have the plan. They plan this whole, they have this whole plan to get Bella quickly in and out of the house without her father knowing what's happening. But when Bella gets home, she runs into the house, slams the front door, and, and she informs her father that she's got to get away from here. She she has to lie to her father, actually. And that's the only good scene in the movie. I yes. got to admit, it's it's very well written because she, she kind of has to lie to him. But at the, same, at the same time, she also drops some truth in there. It's a very, it's a, I can almost say it's heartbreaking, man. I don't want to say like Twilight moves me in any way, but it's, it's a nice scene, man. Nice touch, nice dialogue, yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, I definitely like the scene. And actually, when she uh, throws that punch line at the end, there mm-hmm. before she leaves the house, and you see him standing there not knowing what to say, uh, mm-hmm. that was actually, that was brutal and very powerful. I think this was actually, I agree, it was a good scene. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty neat acting there as well, I guess. From at yes. least from, from uh, Edward's, uh, uh, from <laughs> From Bella's father, uh, Charlie. Charlie is his name. Yes, um, Charlie. Yeah, and I've, I've seen him somewhere else. He's yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think she she refers to to him as like yeah, I, I'm gonna leave. That's what mom had. Uh, that's what mom should have done earlier as well. So, something like that. I remember it, and it's like pretty yeah. She she packs a night bag, and against her father's proce- protest, she she gets in the truck where Edward is waiting, and they drive away. But unfortunately, this James guy has already tracked Bella to Charlie's house, and it, and he is on their trail. And their plan now is for those other guys. I, I need to write that for Alice and Jasper. It's like this girl who can see the future, right? This girl with this uh, with the short hair. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They have this other plan now to drive Bella south, while the others attempt to create a false trail through the woods. So it's like really this like. Uh, fucking became like csi miami for a second there <laughs> yes but... not just that it made no sense at all <laughs> yeah. because or maybe i was just being stupid i don't know but uh, i didn't understand a why they had to go to her father at first there yeah uh, or home like really, like she like she then... wanted to pack some things maybe i don't know yeah, but why mm. i don't understand the whole situation why don't they use her as sort of because edward wanted to try to get her out of the whole situation yeah. but he knows he can't because this tracker finds her everywhere mm-hmm. so why not use her as some sort of bait um, yeah immediately and sort set and settle this like right away mm-hmm. uh that was kind of it all felt very set up really <laughs> to, to create some drama very very convenient definitely and yeah, yeah. and uh, james has has already tracked bella to charlie's house and he's on the train the plan now is now to drive bella south while the others create a false trail through the woods. But it doesn't take long for James to realize that he's been duped. And it happens at the hotel in Phoenix that Bella gets a call on her cell phone from her mother. And she, she answers the call, but suddenly James is on the line and informs Bella, yeah, I got your mother. 
come to come to your old ballet studio or where it is something like that yeah come alone it's this old fucking like like yeah i, I said uh twilight became csi miami twilight actually became yeah. taken oh yeah for a second yeah it's like yeah don't come don't don't bring any cops don't bring any other vampires and stuff come alone it's so fucking old cliche uh bella takes a taxi to the studio uh she gets there she finds it was a trick um of course yeah sure and then uh yeah james taunts her blah 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 she's gonna break uh he's gonna break edward's heart and all this stuff and that's yeah that's where the, where the movie ends um edward comes in save the day they um they overpower james like for some for some reason they also know where she is you know whatever yeah that was interesting how did they even know where she is also yeah. uh, it was actually fucking easy to overpower this guy uh, which is my question why they didn't just do it somewhere else yeah before if it's that easy why yeah anyway also what i just realized so this right. james guy had her mother right uh, no no he he didn't um i have the wikipedia article here next to me because it's yeah the, the plot is a little bit um difficult sometimes and james got an old movie from her house and it was old the old voice bella was hearing like it was a voice oh, on playback you know i don't know All if right. that's explained in the movie because i actually cannot remember it Beca- i yeah. can't add it i just watched it like yeah. uh, the last few days uh, that's actually a good that's actually a good way to sum it up if you're saying like twilight i just watched it yeah yeah and it's what like, really uh, happened yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they have the scene where where they overpower him, and then Edward realizes, yeah, he has already bitten Bella, and that means that the venom is already in her blood. And then Edward is faced with a decision to let her transform into a vampire or to suck out the venom by all means. How the fuck does this work? Yeah, <laughs> I was a, thinking that it's, there's it's a, just so. It reminded me of this very stupid scene. I don't know if you like, catch up with The Walking Dead and all this zombie stuff. Oh, there's like this scene where, where, where people get like bitten, and it is okay if you chop off the leg or the arm in time uh, so you won't transform into a zombie. Like, do people know how, how blood works? Yes. It takes like a second and it's all over in your body, you know? It's like the. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Yeah, this was actually complete bullshit. Yeah. How, yeah, how like how does he suck out the venom and yeah. not the blood? Then how does he know which one is? Which Absolutely. Soul? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it was just uh, because I guess uh, she wrote herself into a corner mm. in the books. I would say so. This was the only way to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you write yourself in the corner, and like in the first book, that's uh, that's not good. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it it shows in the next books. But yeah, Edward is um, Edward refuses to allow the change, so he decides to suck out the venom, even though it means that he might not be able to stop. Yeah, and then cut. Bella awakens. She's in the hospital. She's okay, and yeah, every, uh, happily ever after. I would say. <laughs> I mean, it like... was all completely obvious how this ends. Yeah, um, sure. That he can stop, of course, uh, even though the whole movie we are told he cannot do it. Uh, he can't stop. He cannot even kiss her without like. Yeah. almost killing her yeah. uh, but then suddenly of course he can and then not spoiler alert in the in the fourth movie when they have like this honeymoon they actually have like sex while Bella is still a human right yes like how the fuck does that work yeah <laughs> 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 if anything also I, I remember the scene sort of where uh, 
it's because the uh, because he uh, destroys the bed while doing so, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man. <laughs> Which is so stupid. Um, and then I'm like, okay, so. But she does <laughs> doesn't have any issues with that, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be lying under this super powerful alpha predator guy who just destroys the bed. Uh, but yeah. Also, how does how does vampire come work? I mean, she, yeah. she actually she actually gets uh, she actually gets pregnant in the end, right? So. <sighs> yes. This is the next stupid thing with this weird ass hybrid baby. <laughs> because it's half human, half vampire, right? No, no, no. They say it even better. They say she's half mortal and half immortal. How the fuck oh, are nice. you? How the fuck are you half mortal, half immortal, man? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can be day, but it can also be night. What? What does this mean, man? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it means nothing. It's it's stupid because that that virtually doesn't work. You cannot yeah. be one or the other. You are either mortal or immortal. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, By the way, guys, this is not about uh, mortality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mortal combat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We, should, we should probably talk about movies like that again. But, um, yeah, yeah. So. Someone has anyway. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yes, I, think, I mean, we're really only just at the first movie, but still, uh, it gets really worse later. Or really weird. More weirder. Um, yeah, like, baby, like which was so badly made. It was the worst CGI I have oh ever seen. Oh my legitimately creepy, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, could, could you not like get a real baby? I, I'm sure that like many parents would say, "Oh my god, I would be so proud of my baby with like play in in Twilight and all this stuff." Yeah, I, I mean they use babies in other movies, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of weird why they use the CGI thing. Uh, which looked completely stupid. <laughs> if 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 you want to check it out, go on YouTube. Everybody's listening and and type in like CGI baby Twilight and pay pay a close look at the eyebrows. That's yes. that's uh, it's gonna freak you out. You're probably gonna yeah. not, probably not gonna be able to sleep for a month, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be worth it. Trust me. <laughs> I was just thinking that poor dude uh, who learned how to do video editing and how yeah. to do CGI, and then he was one day given. The task to do the CGI baby for Twilight. Oh my God. He probably was regretting his life. So decision. this was why I was in school for five years yes. learning this stuff, right? <laughs> so yeah, before that, um, yeah, the, 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 the whole movie ends. You know, we, we talked about this uh, prom scene. You know, like the yeah, the generic wet teenage dream. It's okay. Yes. Um, and then we, we already being teased about this whole love triangle thing. Um, Jacob sits down next to Bella at the prom and he tells her that his father wants her to break up with Edward and he sends this warning, like, we'll be watching you and all this stuff, and yeah. Um, and then we have, like, in the, in the next movies, we have, like, this this constant back and forth, like... Also the way... You remember when I said in the beginning, like, we have this artificial con uh, conflict, so to speak. Yes. The way the way that... Um, hmm, i put this right. The way that... You know, Edward does this whole back and forth thing. It's very artificial. It's never really explained. And again, at the second movie, it kicks off where they have like this birthday celebration. I think Bella has her 18th birthday and they are at home at the Collins and she cuts her finger with the paper from, from a present. And then suddenly one of those family members freaks out. It's like, oh my God, yeah, there's blood. I got to eat her. And that suddenly is the reason why Edward says, okay, we got to break up. It's too dangerous yes. for you. Like, like everything that happened before wasn't dangerous, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, some dude virtually tracking her down, uh, wanting yeah, to kill her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was the catalyst, you know. That's what pisses yeah. me off, man. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, this was, again, just to create drama and they probably... I mean, the author just couldn't think of any better idea to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but uh, maybe she just didn't care. Just wanted to have some drama. Yeah, sure. And that's it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, it they, they goes on this whole... I'd say the whole friend uh, friend zone thing with uh, with Jacob going on. It's really it's it's a textbook friend zone thing, where they hang out with each other like like generally friends and uh, yeah, it's this whole back and forth. Suddenly Edward comes comes back when, when shit starts to go down and yeah, this repeats itself over the next two movies. Then suddenly we have this stupid war in the end. When <laughs> fuck this movie series, man. <laughs> you know what the ending for this was it the last movie yeah, i think yeah when this war ends and it's actually revealed spoiler alert uh, that mm -hmm. none of this was real and it was just a vision of this alice girl that was the biggest letdown no 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 no, no. Actually, actually i would say no because did you know i was i was against some kind of youtube comment i think that in the books in the original books by stephanie meyer it ends the same way but there isn't like any vision which means the huge climax of the whole four books is just like they, they meet there and the boss of the, I don't know, Vampire Mafia says, uh, oh yeah, okay, let's go home, bye. That's actually what happens. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, it's okay. like, okay, at least we get like this whole uh, four um, <laughs> fight, fight scene, which scene. Like, just like, yeah, it's like a, this huge uh, vision stuff. Anyways, but yeah. <laughs> What a fucking, I also what a remember the scene with, with Bella there when she, because at that point she can give her shield to others, right? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's just so funny. This scene is just stuck in my mind. I don't know why. Where she literally, the actress just stands there, yeah. not moving. It <laughs> does this thing with her eyes a little bit, yeah. Yes, exactly. And that also somehow gives the shield to the other person. <laughs> mm. Oh my God, man. It was just so stupid. But yeah, uh, I didn't actually know that about the books. That makes it even worse because, uh, yeah, we just talked about this. Uh, I was actually... Uh, yeah, they leave. Yeah, nice. I, was, I was actually hearing about this back in the days that people were... Uh, there was this huge letdown when the last book came out and everyone was like, oh man, there's such a yeah, such a letdown. So it's badly ended and, and I can understand why. At least they gave us this fake scene. Us. And by us, I mean us, the fans, you know. You yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, man. Yeah. So it was Twilight 2008. Uh, we definitely wouldn't have any time to just, like talk like in depth about the other. About the other. I don't think movies. we need to, um, because as you mentioned just a few seconds ago, uh, pretty much repeats throughout the movies. It's pretty much the same thing. It's it's like this soap opera thing, you know, the same thing we diagnosed, so speaking. Um, Fifty Shades, you know. Yes. We have like, yeah, okay, this this whole conflict can be summed up in thirty minutes, but. It all, it, it always comes back again and again and again, and it always like this topic of oh should I should I turn you into a vampire or not or yeah you know it's uh, yeah it was back and forth back and forth and of course in the end it's not like he has to make a choice but it's like Bella dies at the birth of this fucking creepy hybrid CGI kid and Edward has no choice but just like yeah. 
bite her and maybe try to get her alive again. So yeah, it's not really like he did a choice. Again, sign for bad character. Like like people don't really make choices, you know. Yes, absolutely. Especially in his case, as a man, right? He should have made this choice like ages ago. Yeah. Um, but he's still he's like debating himself for what is it months or years in like real time, so yeah. to speak, over these movies. Uh, like, dude, make a fucking decision. What's going on? <laughs> Absolutely. So Alex, I was I was wondering, um, you know, given giving this whole notion of that we have like a one hundred year, uh, one hundred eight year old man hooking up with a seventeen year old girl, and I was thinking, hmm, maybe something the people nowadays would describe as maybe toxic or stuff like that, you know. And if you bring an article that says this whole movie was toxic, I'm going to lose my shit. All right, then it's, uh, I'm not going to say I have something like that, but I'm going to say I don't have something like that. Um, I can put it on the screen right now because we, we have to. Um, wait, that's like a tweet. So right here, yeah. There's like a window catcher, and you should see it like in a few seconds. Yeah takes a bit but uh, it's called i'm gonna read it out loud for everybody who's audio only the twilight quote-unquote manifesto what pop culture gets wrong and right about masculinity oh my god you should see it by now and yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be fun stuff um i briefly looked over it but it was it was really interesting i'm gonna read it out loud for for everybody who's who's listening uh, blockbusters. By the way, yeah, yeah, sure. Do, you they, go. do they actually know what the word manifesto means? Because in mm. my opinion, this doesn't make sense in this context. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe maybe you haven't read the article yet. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you a manifesto. You're gonna remember. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> uh, blockbuster series like Twilight have left their mark on a generation of girls. But what message are they sending, boys? Here are a few to look out for. And my, the first question that comes up to me is like, which boy is actually looking at it? Like, yeah. is this like uh, you know? I was I was watching it, and you were watching it, and surely a few people watch it, but it's not like the target audience. Exactly. Mm. What would you say is like the message they are sending to boys? Is there a message they're sending to us? It's a it's a very interesting question to ask. Again, a question that's really implying that I know something better than you. You know, we talked about this last week. Um, yeah, what message is this movie sending to boys, if there is a message, maybe before we, before we dive deep? Yeah, I actually think there is a message, mm. and I think it's a bad one, um, because really what Edward does all the time, um, yeah, is chasing this one girl all his life, pretty much, mm -hmm. uh, not all his life, that's not true, but all her life, so to speak, <laughs> but definitely he's just chasing her because he is sort of head over heels in love with her mm -hmm. and he doesn't act rationally in any sort of yeah, shape or form and i think this is just a very bad yeah bad message for boys that if you chase her long enough it, at some point it will mm -hmm. work out <laughs> and yeah it's just yeah it's weird yeah. And, and and i'm not even talking about the love triangle which is its own message <laughs> on its own <laughs> yeah like for example, if if there would if I would be ending up in some sort of love triangle, however this would end, uh, happen, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, girl, if you cannot make up your mind, choose this guy. I'm the fuck out of here. Um, if you 
if you don't want to be with me or whatever, then then have him. I don't care. I choose someone else. But these guys um, battling each other for this one weird ass girl over movies is just yeah. It always okay. comes up. It always comes up to my mind is this like lack of options. They really pretend yeah. like this is like the only fucking girl in the universe, you know. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. This is again the scarcity mindset and the big issue with these whole things. Mm. So yeah, uh, I have skipped a little bit before that. If you you, you can read the article yourself, guys, I'm gonna put the link in the description. Uh, you're gonna see why uh, it refers to other movies as well. Um, more and more people are realizing how critical the representation of girls in pop culture is. Okay. Um, ever more attention and criticism is focusing on the representation of girls in pop culture, and we're seeing positive results. Series like Hunger Games and Twilight increase in popularity. It's also essential to examine what a message they offer our boys. Models of masculinity that can both harm and empower. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's, let's check it out. Uh, let's take Twilight, for better or worse. Twilight and Bella Swan have left a mark on generation of female fans. Yeah, no shit they did. Um, but what about that generation of boys? Again, what right, kind she, of... She, yeah, you go, she man. just keeps repeating herself. Uh, yes, what, what like, it's, it's the third stuff? time he says this, man. <laughs> it like, pisses yeah. me off, man. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, but what about the generation of boys? Can something with as much cultural penetration as Twilight, blah, 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 numbers. Nice not choice also, of words there. Uh, lo- oh, like yeah, that. I love okay. that. <laughs> not also leave a lasting effect on the boys of its era. It's like coming up to a girl and saying, you got to watch Star Wars now, you know. And girls are not yeah. interested in this stuff, man. <sighs> okay, the boys of Twilight, and I think I, like I said, briefly overlooked it, but I think it uh, it uh, revolves around Edward and Jacob, which makes sense. So yeah, Shaleen uh, Woodley, the star of Divergent, uh, recently described the central romantic plot of the Twilight saga as "quote unquote" very unhealthy, toxic relationship. I love this. I love this shit, man. <laughs> I love this. When I say toxic, when I see toxic, I'm like. My heart opens up, man. (laughs) So Bella falls in love with this guy, and the second he leaves her, her life is over, and she's going to kill herself. Uh, Yeah, she didn't. Um, What message are we sending to young people that isn't going to help this world evolve? Um, So so, so just to make sure this is not by the article, this is like a quote from a movie, um, from an actor. But yeah, she's not. She's not like killing herself. You know, she's she's having like a heartbreak episode, depression. I mean, stuff. also, let's be honest here for a second. This is pretty common for teenage girls. Uh, mm-hmm. Once they are left, or if they have a breakup, they usually talk about mm-hmm. like my life is over and all of this. But they're not gonna kill themselves. They just mm-hmm. say this because they are not used to these emotions. But it's not like this is something completely new and pushed by Twilight or any sort of this w- kind of movie. I wouldn't say it's wrong what she said. You know, of course someone shouldn't like kill yes. herself or fall into a deep depression because of that it's normal to have like uh, to experience break uh, heartbreak for women and men of course but yeah of course this is i, I actually agree with what she said there yes. because there we have this montage of uh, bella in the second movie when edward leaves her you know when he suddenly realizes oh maybe maybe it's dangerous for her to be together with me like like suddenly right um yeah. She's like having this montage where she's like in her room and the and the seasons in <laughs> out of her out of her uh, window 
they change you know suddenly it's like christmas out there and then it's spring and she's still in her room and like crying and all this stuff yeah sure that's not the way to to handle this whole thing yeah. yes oh, i agree with that yeah but i think uh, this was really just a, a, a play really in the movie there to to make to make clear how much in love she was with that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't even think anyone would really think a teenage girl would live like that for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a movie after all, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Even if you can take um, yeah, ideas or mm-hmm. yeah, lessons from it, as we do on Red Smoke, but you still got to <laughs> realize that some scenes are really just to to get you the idea what this, uh, what they're trying to say there. Okay, now it gets interesting. I'm going to skip the next sentence, this one here. I'm going to show it now on the screen because it just doesn't mean anything. Um, next relevant paragraph is, uh, the criticisms Woodley aims at Twilight reverberate just as loudly for the impetuous males in the story as they do for the awkward Bella. And the masculinity displayed by the boys of Twilight offers only the shallowest portrait of what it means to be a man. And I'm oh, actually yeah. agreeing with that, man. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so but, um, I'm, I'm very curious to look forward to what she thinks is uh, what it means to be a man. Mm-hmm. As a father, is this like from, is this like a, is this like a man? Lee Fink. Is this a man's name? Anyways, um, as a father, I'm comfortable saying these are no models for teenage manhood I would like to impart. I don't know who said this quote. I don't know if I actually agree with that, but anyways um yeah okay let's 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 dive into it take bella's distant and brooding boyfriend edward cullen he is filled with both uh sweet words and jealousy he keeps bella on the constant watch and the slightest perceived threat throws him into a frenzy uh yeah it reminds me a little bit of of uh, christian gray actually i know i know i know i know he's uh he's like fan fiction inspired by him but uh yeah Reminds me a lot. It's like controlling, um, also being like, yeah, being very jealous and all stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to skip what's unnecessary, what's not relevant. But uh, yeah, I want to. I want to keep it as authentic as possible. Edward may come from a bygone era, 1918. One man maintained a code of chivalry, but his practice of that code inflicts uncanny amounts of emotional damage. As he eroticizes Bella, only later reject her. He threats her as a pet to be protected. He treats her, sorry, treats her as a pet to be protected. Uh, like, seriously tamed, but abandons her without warning what he thinks it will benefit her. Somehow this behavior makes him not only a gentleman, but the ultimate object of desire. It actually makes sense, doesn't it? Like, yes, it like, like what we talked about, like this whole push-pull bullshit and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, actually makes sense. Um, Jacob Black Edwards' competition for love of Bella. Also, oh, I guess this whole uh, word already sets the frame. Competition. Yes. Yes. Bella. And like uh, literally fighting over, is equally forthright. Uh, Jacob's all rage and physicality. His first impulse is always action. He unapologetically pursues a woman who does not love him and rejects him over and over for years relegated to the horrors of being Bella's friend and uh, lashes out at her and her boyfriend in an endless cycle of obsession and jealousy pretty nicely put there yeah I yes. agree with that it's uh, 
he has a very tragic part in this uh, series. He's like uh, yeah, uh, trying to over and over constantly pursues her while she uh, multiple times gave her the impression I'm not really into you. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, the friend zone. I mean, he, yeah. he's been stuck in this pretty much throughout all movies, um, mm-hmm. and for some reason he still <laughs> keeps coming back. But apparently mm-hmm. it's because he imprinted on her or some shit. I don't even know. I know this comes later, right? Yeah, this was on the on the girl, on the daughter, eh, whatever. Oh yeah, this uh, yeah, this oh don't don't even get into that. Whatever man. the fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> so article continues uh, as a father. Okay, okay, so it must be man. As a father, I am comfortable saying these are no models for teenage manhood. I'd like to impart. Edward and Jacob embody masculine impulses left completely unchecked. Edward abuses Bella for loving him. Okay, oh, hold on. What, what does this how, come how from? How does he do that? And like, yeah, and, and next part also, Jacob abuses her for not loving him. I would like to have like an example of that. Yeah, is there like, like is there like do you can you think of any like example where one of those uh, guys abuses her in any way? No, I mean the the word abusing is uh, heavily loaded anyway, especially these days. But mm. even if we think about it just as it's a simple or lightweight word, it's still I cannot think of a scene where Edward abuses Bella for loving him, um, unless you think the the back and forth is that. But mm. I think actually she likes that because you know the teenage girl and Jacob, like. For being in the friend zone, I don't see how... <laughs> I mean, he keeps coming back, although he, he's constantly rejected. I don't see how this yeah. is abusing. Yeah. Also, the next sentence is really interesting. Uh, neither are willing to change. As if, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So if you're a man and you don't change in some way for... Uh, for any reason, then you're, you're toxic, so to speak. I think that's what the yeah, article if, is trying to tell me. If you don't change exactly as to how the girl wants you, then mm-hmm. uh, you're toxic. Yeah, it says, uh, follow on. In Twilight, cruelty without self-reflection appears to be the tactic most successfully wielded by means seek, uh, by man seeking romance. Um, no, I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, yeah, unapologetic cruelty or you know just like having this mindset of taking what i want yes that's good but without self-reflection that's the part where where i would disagree you know yes because isn't uh, edward pretty much pretty much constantly self-reflecting on this is why he changes his mind all the time yeah because he just doesn't yeah, he likes the situation as it is, and then at some point he realizes it's dangerous all of a sudden because it's suddenly new, new, right? And then yeah. he changes his mind again. But I would say this is self-reflection, just not very healthy. But yeah, I mean it's weird. Hmm. The, the, the Twilight Manifesto, after all, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna skip the quote here, and uh, yeah. Um, criticism are not leveled with the expectation that teenage boys or any characters in fictional stories must be perfect images of kindness and empathy who reject the impulses of testosterone and competition at all turns it, I like that how he, how, he, how he puts it like as if this was a bad thing you know so, yeah it took yeah. me a second to understand this yeah it's, it's yeah. he uses very <laughs> cryptic language what, yeah very from what I understand is yeah, he's he's trying to imply like his his worldview on us. 
Yes. Um, so which means a perfect image in his opinion, is someone who rejects the impulses of testosterone and competition in all turns. Um, yeah, I would say I would agree. It is a very masculine trait if you can reject your impulses. But, yes, you know, not like, uh, I would say reject your masculinity in any way. Or like, uh, for example, something like competition. Yes. Hmm. Totally agree with that. Very, very, um, yeah. But it's very weird written, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Such behavior would be unrealistic and problematic itself in terms of modeling behavior for you. I've got just a fucking, like, this is a filler sentences there. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. It's a, this here, this here, such behavior would be unrealistic and problematic itself in terms of modeling behavior for young men. This fucking sentence, man, it doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. anything, man. It's, what is this shit? Oh man, but yeah. Anyways, man, I mean, calm it, red smoke. Yeah, nor is, of course. Yeah. Again, nor is this a suggestion that we should only promote stories that conform to our worldview and beliefs. I was like, I fucking hate the way you put it, man. Our worldview, you know, like this fucking yes. this fucking communist notion. Like we all have the same worldview, right? Yes, God I was going to say fuck it. This shit. Fuck what this. if my worldview is just completely different mm. from his? How, how does he solve that problem? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I find the gender roles, uh, relationships in Twilight vapid, uninspired, and potentially damaging. I agree with that. Yes. But the story does hold to some virtues that are quite moving, such as the commitment to nonviolence by the Cullen family patriarch. I believe he refers to Carly. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, he comes off to me as the... Uh, I, I liked his character the most, I gotta say. He was yes, very. He was, he was a very cool, uh, cool-headed at all times, even when even when shit was going down. Yes, well, I remember was, the yeah. scene in the end when uh, Edward has to decide mm-hmm. if Bella turns a vampire or not, like yeah. at the end of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, Carlyle was Carlyle was uh, very chill and said, "You see, you have this decision right now to make, and this, yeah. these are your choices. Um, what do you do?" Uh, yeah. Actually, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see more of him. Yeah, but uh, yes. But in the end, we got he died. Uh, Oh, yeah. it didn't. No, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we. Go- I'm sure we're gonna piss someone off with this stream, man. Of course, someone. Yeah, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the answer continues. But readers of any age or gender should be encouraged to seek stories that build integrity through thoughtfully crafted characters and complex and satisfying portraits of masculinity. I, I need to stop here because it's already too much, dude. Like he's using words, but it means nothing. Yes, motherfucker, man. Um, you know, and he's trying. Like, like he thinks if he uses a lot of like, he thinks like he's safe from from those German, not native English speaking dudes over here. But yes. you're not, man. You're not. We got you, man. We got through. We see through your uh, little tricks there. It's really like this, you know, pseudo intellectual bullshit. But in the end, he's yeah. What this does what, uh, okay? What does feminist. this? Yeah, Sorry? yeah. What does this mean? Like, uh, yes. readers. Okay, I'm gonna try to keep it simple. Any reader should be encouraged to seek stories that build integrity to yeah, thoughtfully characters, complex, and satisfying portraits of masculinity. Um, yeah, but satisfying to whom? Like, yeah, it's very, it's very subjectively. Yeah, exactly. It's our world worldview, yeah. right? So, but that's bullshit. Uh, so, satisfying portraits there is really a question of 
whoever is watching it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I mean, yeah. the, the next, the end of the sentence, because it's really just the first yeah, you, part. You go, especially you can, you can to read it. accompany yeah. the less virtuous moments men at times indulge in. Mm. Like, this is the worst structure for sentence I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he also like the content, man. It's the, uh, yeah, it's like men are like a ticking time bomb, you know. And at times, you never know, yes. but sometimes the raper comes out, you know, stuff like that. that that's what I get from, from his article. Yeah, this is pretty much, I mean, it's been tough to work through this jungle of words there to actually get yeah, the meaning out. Yeah. But I think his intention is to say that uh, both these guys, Edward and Jacob, uh, have, like, it's the, the power thing, right? They have yeah. the masculine traits, which are overpowering people and uh, forcing your beliefs on them, so to speak. And they have trouble to um, keep them at bay, mm-hmm. pretty much. The toxic masculinity, right? Because mm-hmm. it might surface. This is what I got from this, but maybe I'm wrong yeah. because it's not easy. <laughs> uh, further, can you say this complexity of characters absent in the fantasy man of Twilight? I would agree with that. They are very, yes, they're very base. They're, they're very blank characters. There's nothing complex about them. You actually you said they're very pale, man. You missed. Oh that. my god! But, I was, but actually, they're not, they're also glittering, man. So. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> they, they they actually had a very they, they had a chance to make for example Edward way more interesting if you know we get like flashbacks where he was like this killer and he yes. he killed people yeah make him more interesting give him like more of an edge more of a dark side but he's like he's like this yeah I, I respect you as a person he's like shut the fuck that's not how I want that's not how I picture vampires man <laughs> yeah, this is what what triggered me the most actually because um, this would have given him a really a great edge mm. and if he was like truly battling himself about this whole thing, like uh, you, I, because when I was watching it, I never had the feeling that he actually really has issues to uh, withstand mm-hmm. Bella. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you get a bunch of scenes, but if it's really that just her smell is so powerful, then there yeah. should be more and like flashbacks from the past when he actually killed people and mm-hmm. all of this. This would have been much better and given him a, a dark side that I think would actually have been interesting to women as well. But yeah. who knows? Uh, readers interested. Why are we talking yeah. about Harry Potter and Hunger Games now? Yeah, That's I don't. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying to trying to get the notion of. I, I don't want to. Don't want to get too much into it. Readers interested in models of compassionate masculinity should consider it safe to pass over Twilight without regret. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about if he's right, but I've, I actually think he's right. Yeah. Okay. It's absolute the embodiment of compassionate masculinity, man. I would say Edward is a little bit too compassionate, man. Yes. But anyways, anyways. Um, no, I was just yeah. I was just liking the past over Twilight. This was all I read. It's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of popular stories envision young men who embody an understanding of compassion, empathy, and respect for others without sex. Again, this fucking bullshit. Yeah, yes. of course there are. Of course there's like schindler's list where we have a man who who fucking turns from villain into a fucking person who saves 100 1000 people from from the gas chambers you know of course there are stories like that you know but the, but there's also another person in schindler's list who is like a fucking sadist you know yes Sh- should i should i make him compassion as well so that the story that then the story wouldn't would collapse you know 
fucking moron. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna skip this whole thing because uh, yeah, it's like I think it's just like Harry Potter stuff. He talks. He talks about a figure from Harry Potter which starts as a minor figure. But then uh, he's defined by doing what is right. Yeah, of course there are like characters like that, and it's good that people have, you know, role models like like Bruce Wayne, for example. You know, who yeah, he's defined by doing what is right. He he does what the good guys do and all this stuff. But yeah, dude, that means that actually means that every story has to be the same, right? I was gonna say if that yeah. would be the case then everything would exactly be the same because yeah. you cannot have villains if this yeah. is what he's saying there right uh, because this would be a bad sign of masculinity or something yeah. like even if it's the main character or not um yeah i guess i mean hip- that's really just a display again of the feminized society when yeah. a guy like this or well, i would call him a guy i don't know tries to put empathy and respect and everything into uh man's traits and his shoes oh which... no oh my god no why, why do they always have to look like dudes yes you... what is that let me check it out why do they always have to look like this man no no <laughs> no man no you knew it man dude dude um wait blm pronouns a rainbow ah, flag. Um, let me let me check it out. Lee Lee Fink. What's that name? Why did it, why did it always say like those weird names as well? Um, yeah, probably because um, they chose them. Lee right with the Fink, uh, Twitter. Uh, give it to me, man. Oh. Yeah, oh, I found him. It must must be him. Let me, let, me t- let me find him, man. What oh, is this in his hair? I'm, I'm, what? I don't Dang. know, man. It's really... Confused. Uh, yeah. It's really, really weird. Uh. But I still wonder how these kind of guys, these writer people, which is what they call themselves, right? Media yeah. producers, whatever. Um, how they always end up the same. Like the BLM kind of guys yeah, yeah. and uh, pronoun <laughs> people. I, I don't know how this happens virtually every time. It's kind it's of like, weird. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a bingo we could play, but yeah. And what the hell is that image? <laughs> In the bottom left, this guy. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. It's a bit delayed for me, but uh, yeah, same same for me. Yes, I have a little bit of struggle with the stream, but um, that's a transgender person, isn't it? Because he's yeah. like this purple hair and this purple. Uh, shirt and it almost looks like a woman but not really yeah yeah it's <laughs> uh i have some for some reason i have some uh issues there with the stream doesn't seem to look yeah i can anyways. tell but doesn't uh, matter but i can also see yeah. one thing that's still showing here is higher trans journalists is uh, oh saying there so you know oh we uh, have confirmation who would have thought that right yes this is like his what? twitter no this is Hmm. Yeah, but it's funny. Every time you bring up such an article, it's always by yes. either a trans person. <laughs> or but but I gotta say, I'm I'm not like purposefully looking for this stuff. Like uh, trying no, to trying to make fun. It's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for someone who's like this, uh, you know, LGBTQ activist. Who's that? But it's actually those those are the articles that come up first. 
Um, yeah, of course. You know, for reasons. But still, yeah. Um, we don't look these people up uh, beforehand, but we find it out on stream, as mm-hmm. you can tell. Uh, and it's always, it's never a surprise, really. Yeah. I actually see him kind of drop out there. The I don't know. I I only see uh, Twitter and the white page from you. Oh, else. yeah, yeah. No, no. That's uh, I already closed that down. I have some uh, for some reason like this the screen share thing seems to take a lot of CPU. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe I saved us all from something. You can you can all maybe yeah. You can all Google him all yourself on uh, Twitter and all this stuff. Lee Fink, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna do it right now, just because you go, yeah, you go, yeah, you go, man. Um, can find it out. What the hell, man? Oh, no, I no, found him! Not... I found him! Boom! There he is! I'm gonna put him on the stream. Oh right my! Now. Boom! God. Oh, Take God. this one! Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I was pretty close. Pronouns? I I don't see any. I don't see any Black Lives Matter there. No, but trans rights or human rights, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but what about black people, man? What is this? What is this like? Ra- is this like racist or? Yeah, very. Uh, oh, 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 oh! So, pin, pinned tweet. Do you see it? I don't quote yes. identify as trans. I'm a woman. Okay, I think I had enough internet for the day, man. Oh God! I made a mistake to click on the image. Oh, no, don't do that. it, man. <laughs> Abortion rights are trans rights. You know what? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I'm over it already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw um, it. I saw it. Oh, holy shit, man. <laughs> this person is lost. Uh, that's just all I want to say to that. Um, but it makes sense. He would yeah. write such an article. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is actually funny. When when you were reading out loud this, this article, I was going to say that... Um, it's always the, the leftists and the feminists who use a ton of words that nobody can understand to make their point. Um, mm-hmm. And this is usually a sign of that their point is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because if you, if you cannot explain simply, you usually didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, these, these kind of guys uh, are yeah a testament of it. Or oh, sorry, guys, I don't even know what you would call them. Oh, yeah, identifies as a woman, man. That's, oh, yeah. That's, so, that's, so, that's yeah. so wrong of you, man. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. Could, could we say we ended the show on a high note today? Absolutely. Know. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> we should, I guess, before uh, the stream gets taken down again for transgender rights policy mm. violations or something. But but guys, we are uh, pro BLM and all this stuff, you know. Absolutely. We, we, we might be uh, anti-trans, but <laughs> fuck this shit. You know, you know. I was I was also thinking about this whole uh, how to end the stream, and we never we never say. Uh, you know, subscribe to our channel or click the bell and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, right. And I, and I remember you said to me, yeah, you also never do this on your other channel. And I was, I was thinking, I have like those few YouTube channels I personally sub to with my personal YouTube account. And there was never like a, never like a scenario where I was like, okay, I'm going to sub to him because he told me to. Yes, it's almost, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like offending people, like saying you're not intelligent enough. I even have to remind you to to do X Y Z. You know, every time yes. every time I have sub to someone, it's like wow, that was like such a good video. Uh, I want to see more of that. I want to be notified if this guy has made a new video or some stuff like that. But I never, I'm not, I don't gonna fucking sub if someone tells me to sub. You know, yeah, this is exactly the point. I yeah. 
I wish to see, I, I don't think it's possible, uh, to the statistics on that, if yes, this actually yes. works. Because I highly doubt that. Because <laughs> if you tell me, please think of subbing because you're stupid and you forgot about it, yep. um, I'm not going to do it. And really, if the content is good enough, then I will sub, of course. Mm -hmm. um, as you said, but it's it's so weird. These. It's also, I think it also tells you what they really care about. They just want to get more subs as, mm -hmm. as many as possible and, and we don't we don't want that no we don't no want man that. no, <laughs> no but obviously you want to have people that enjoy your content but it's yeah. not like the number is very important there but it's it's kind of crazy to me that they still do this these days and it's actually a good way to that, that you just said it man that's um it it almost gives the gives the viewer the impression yeah like um you know i gotta, I gotta make a living somehow so 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 fucking support yeah. me you know it's it's more of like a, okay we are serving people in some way, but yeah like it's hmm it's really it's really weird to I I don't believe in that that's that's why I think we don't do this shit but yeah I personally don't believe in that I gotta be honest with you um when I do my videos I actually don't think about that at all mm -hmm. I don't think about adding some subscribe bell thing in here i just because i'm focused on the content you know yeah. and getting it out so i virtually forget about it even if mm -hmm. i would do it <laughs> i still forget about it because i'm focused <laughs> on other things 